proud part of the diaspora We ain't gon' play the victim, they get mad every time we're standing up I'm proud of my people, what we accomplished You're crazy if you think some rocket barrages will stop us Look through our history and we've been through it all Been through slavery and a holocaust and still standing tall At the Cotel Western Wall, Santa Shmaya meditating On all the populations to whom this song is dedicated Six Jewish families that resided in Khartoum My Iraqi brothers and sisters survived the Farhul The ones who came in 56 from Israel Now we're thriving, Garim Berushalayim Vegan Bechaifa, Hagolan Betel Aviv Be'er Sheva, Be'er Negev, Be'er by the sea אתה יודע שלא שכחתי האידיוטים שעשו את הכל, מה אתם אומרים שהם לא יכולים? I'm a proud part of the diaspora In my heart a whole Jerusalem and Africa Kicked us out of our land and started gassing us Till we put our foot down cause we had enough Check out the flag that I'm waving Two blue stripes and a huge star of David Check out the flag that I'm waving Keep shooting rockets but you never gonna take it here I'm talking about the Jews will not replace us On college campuses that been trying to erase us And all that BDS campaigning We've dealt with worse problems and racist associations The students all acting stupid and thinking they're making differences Picking and choosing truths and not knowing what real resistance is Say you value social justice? Are you kidding us? What the hell gives you the right to tell me who's indigenous? You don't have it, you just assume the privilege Of looking at other people and telling them what their image is You want the image to fit, you twist a narrative But your divide and conquer tactics ain't scaring this diaspora Of which I'm a proud part I got blue and white in my veins running through my heart And they get mad when we're surviving The truth is, only way they like a Jew is if they're dying So I'ma say this by the candlelight Take a moment and remember the fallen for their sacrifice Never again, never forget They wanted us dead, we rose from the ashes instead Melamdim ha-historia medor ledor No yielanu atid im lo niskor We wouldn't have a future if we didn't have a past So every day we gotta take a minute and honor those who passed Then wake up determined cause we're returning To the ways that they tried to erase that we're preserving Scattered in the wind in diaspora conditions Still maintain connection to our traditions From Morocco to Havana to Yemen living in Aden Ciudad de Mexico, Buenos Aires, we're all one nation Through all of the oppression that they threaten Trying to shatter us, I'm still a proud part of the diaspora I'm a proud part of the diaspora in my heart a whole Jerusalem and Africa Kicked us out of our land and started gassing us Till we put our foot down cause we had enough Check out the flag that I'm waving Two blue stripes and a huge star of David Check out the flag that I'm waving Keep shooting rockets but you never gonna take it The diaspora song, we rock and roll, or hip hop rather. Yeah. We were saying before how my favorite song is Ode because I love the hip hop journey. It, for me, it's always going to be my favorite because it was fun, like making it. Yeah, all the different styles, the fashion, the. It was my dad's idea to begin with. Like, my dad had an idea, he's like, oh, maybe you can do a video, and, like, throughout the video, you, like, switch into, like, different outfits from the different eras, the different artists. It's like, that's a great idea, I wanted to do it. And then I was like, what if I took it, like, a step further, and I made, like, a bass idea for, like, a beat, and then made a beat that sounds like each style, and then make lyrics to kind of replicate that, and then do that with the video. So, like, having, like, the family always supporting for me has given me so much ideas and inspiration.
this is when I first came across you, Diaspora. So, yeah. Yeah. It's really cool. Uh, yeah. One of my friends, he owns a company called Stettel, clothes company, clothing streetwear. And he introduced me, sent me the link. And he was like, you've got to check this dude out. Do you know who he is? Like, he has any connection with some of the music friends. I was like, no, no, I've never heard of him. And I was like, so excited when this song. This song was like, really hit a lot of people I knew. Like, Welcome to our 45th Amuna class. Hopefully, we still pray for Rav Shalomorish to be here. And we have the pleasure of having Rav Dain Elgod sitting next to us. And also, our special, special guest, Westside Gravy, aka Noah Shufatinsky. I got it right? Perfect, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Noah Shufatinsky is known as Westside Gravy. You can check out all his content. We'll get into his story a little bit. We've been sitting here, thank God, for an hour. He's missed the patient. I can't believe it. It's been such a pleasure talking to him and getting to know each other. And we give him a blessing. We're dedicating this class for his success and for his family to be able to make it to the Holy Land. He was just mentioning about that's one of the big things that they're going through right now. So everyone should get here smoothly and successfully. And also blessing him with his music career and everything he's doing. We also want to dedicate this class to the full healing of Tovalea Bas Rivka. I really hear she's doing amazing. And she's also helping us organize a wonderful event. Hopefully, that we're still praying, is going to go ahead with the Amunator with Rav Orish. Please, God, we're going to be able to make it to New York and do some really good stuff there with Gedalia. And since we're mentioning Gedalia, we also dedicate to Gedalia's son, Yerachmud Danil Ben Tova Basha. He definitely needs a lot more prayers. And we're dedicating the unity and understandings that we're bringing down here today to his full healing. And also to be rid of the coronavirus challenge. It hasn't gone away. And everyone to have a full shlema and comfort from all the different tragedies and things that we've gone through. Also to dedicate to Rav Moshe Simcha Ben Yisrael Shoshana. This is where the Rav's longtime student passed away in Moron. And also Frieden Hafatza, which has inspired all, a tremendous amount of awakening towards loving people. And that's very much connected to our class. We appreciate all your dedication to our Muna class, all the feedback we get, and we wish everyone a good week, a healthy summer, and to share Amuna Global. Okay, let's first get into the appreciated feedback and to remind everyone about Rav Orish's Amuna exercises, his campaign booklet, which has been updated on all our sites, and also the new book on gratitude. We've already showed you guys that wonderful new book, The Wonders of Gratitude. In fact, there's a copy in the bag that Noah has right next to us. And thank you for subscribing and sharing our Breast of English YouTube channel. We are now reaching 10,000 subscribers. Yeah, that's a big accomplishment, Mazatov. We'd like to double that as soon as possible and triple that and 10x that together. But it's about everyone here building the channel together. And thank God, since I've come here, it's doubled the subscription. So I feel accomplished, but it's only with you guys that that took place. Baruch Hashem, Rebenu Yonatan Digalad. Someone's giving some feedback how they love his classes. I'm not going to read the Spanish. Maybe our guests will. A major dinistro pueblo judio ya paris todas. I don't know. Sorry, but it sounds good. What's he saying? Baruch Hashem Rabino Yonatan Digalad. Lo mejor de nuestro pueblo judio y para todos 
and nos cambió la vida. Sounds so much better. Wow, you read it legit. Sorry, man. We'll leave the Spanish out of the class, except when we have wonderful guests who speak Spanish. Like, funny enough, who's next? Joseph Daniel. He's our one of our Spanish-speaking guests. Best episode. He's still drawing Kizik. That was from last week's episode on where we had uh, Dov Halperin. And someone called R.A. wrote, heartwarmingly true. The truth shines out of Rabbi Orush. We wish we could have him here today. Hopefully he'll make it. Just got my flight and travel insurance with COVID coverage for Uman Rosh Hashanah and plan on being there through Yom Kippur. Bezrat Hashem, we should only get great news and have great unity this new year as always. Amen. Amen. That's a beautiful message someone wrote on our latest classes. Tadara Hashem, Shkoyach. That's, I think, Yosef Daniel. It sounds like his language. Betty Boob wrote, wow. Beautiful. Shalom Harav. I like the Betty Boop name. Hashem bless you all. My respects, Rav Shalom Arish. And someone wrote, the music is very professional. It's excellent. Good natural sound. Have a nice night. Breast of English. Thank Hashem. Thank you, Rav Shalom Arish. And I just want to mention at the beginning of the video, we had the song from uh, called Diaspora from Westside Gravy. It has a bunch of new songs, more recent videos we recommend you checking out your hood and other things will please go we'll put the link below to his spotify and youtube anyhow please pray for us globally we are all sending our names to have orish for the 30 minutes of dedicated love to all the people and prayers and we're now going to go to our guest who has such great energy especially this week with soulful music and his rap flow westside gravy we want to hear about his life experience his sincere soul his smiles his talents will help us let's go okay here we are our guest thank you so much for having me i'm really happy uh to be able to be here and talk a little bit about my journey uh and you know definitely get a chance to discuss my music and how that sort of reflects my identity and the things that are important to me in my life and i think uh in our communal lives as jewish people and as people in general Amen. so we started off before the the class we had a great discussion about unity and identity and unity and diversity as a rab very wisely included we'd like to go into that concept like how can we as much as we're putting in time to the prayer service, here we have the Avasas pamphlet, we have it in English as well, as much time and energy as we put in there with the prayer. But how have you seen in your own life how your personal journeys helped through music and through rap and through going on to a lot of online platforms? How has it helped the, the people that you come from and the general communities that you're communicating to to create more of a unity vibe and more of a feeling of acceptance and understanding of different cultures and identities. So I think for me, it's really important for me to reflect the things that are important in my life. And a huge part of that is my identity being black and Jewish and, and really respecting the roots that I come from. And not only at times where like I'm going through difficulties, so it's like I need to fight against something, but being proactive about that and sharing that story. Uh, so with some of my songs, um, especially recent ones, I, I did 40 Acres and Yehud. Um, which are two of my three most recent releases. Um, the goal behind that is first and foremost to, you know, push for unity within my community, um, or communities for that matter, when, when we're talking about Juneteenth, which is an American holiday celebrating the freedom of, of black Americans uh, after the Civil War. Um, it's about recognizing that, yeah, we, we went through this, you know, these horrible tragedies and atrocities and we made it through and it's our responsibility to recognize that we have um, 
gone through negative things that still impact us today, uh, today, but also to persevere through them and to make sure that we're on the same page and we don't allow ourselves to be dragged down and made to feel like we're incapable because of things that happened in the past, but rather to recognize that it's our responsibility to fight to make sure those things that happened in the past don't affect the next generation. And I think the same energy is kind of with my song Yehud. Okay, so that that's really important. It comes out through the music. How is people like in terms of during, say, for example, this last Corona year of year and a half, where we've, for example, we've had the pleasure, it's even been more than a year and a half, of doing 45 classes together. This is the 45th. And we have the pleasure to have the Rav and Rav Elgrad translating and also Rav Rav Cohen and all the guests have come. We've seen that we've done a lot of online way of communicating. That's that's the difference. We're in a studio rather than being in person, which what we did in 2019, we were able to actually come to the communities and we're praying that 2021 will end off being able to come to New York or Miami, at least be able to have that and another online tour with Toronto, but it's still not the same as coming in person. How's it been like no longer performing so much in public, in person, and trying to get over the message of unity when everyone's sort of siphoned off into their own echo chambers. How have you seen that people are breaking past that and the ways of paths of developing more unity online? So I agree um, with what you said. It's been difficult from a personal uh, experience of performing in front of a screen and, and instead of in front of live people and, and seeing people's live reactions to the music. Uh, but I'm also blessed that I've been able to continue to make music and share it with people. Um, so for me, it's about appreciating that and also hoping that we'll be able to go back in person. But I mean, I think a lot of good stuff has actually come uh, from the medium of sharing stuff in the online world, in the online space. Um, a little bit before this, we were talking about how my song Yehud, I made like a lyric video and it's kind of like a vertical video um, that's like made specifically for people to share on social media and on iPhones. Um, and the reason I did that is because so many things that I was seeing online were full of hate. A lot of these infographics that were lying about um, what's going on as far as the conflicts here and really like advocating for violence against Jewish communities worldwide, uh, regardless of where they specifically dwelled in the diaspora. So for me, it was really important to say, you know what, we're going to take this online platform that's at the moment being like the widest uh, way of spreading hate. And I'm going to do something to encourage unity and make it very easy to like really facilitate my product to make it easy to share and to spread that message of unity. Um, and even towards the end of the song, there's a section after after the verses and after the hook where it's just sort of naming like different Jewish communities from around the world um, and saying like, we're all one. We're all discriminated against for the same reasons because we're Jewish people. But even more important than that, we were unified before that discrimination. And, and no matter what, uh, we need to recognize that and the song is sort of dedicated to all those communities um, in Israel, the ones who are here in Jerusalem at home, and the ones uh, all across the world. Well, so we have Rav Darnell Good sitting here. It's a big honor to have the Rav every time he's able to be able to be part of our Muna class. So don't take it for granted. And one of the things that, that was a backhanded compliment. It was a very, no, people, people asked in the previous class when the Rav wasn't here, we, okay. we were trying to translate. It was like, it was, it was fun with the guests and I, we did the best we could. It was challenging. And the DHC was missed. That's what's one of the comments that came back. And we're missing the Rav as much, his content, and we hope that we'll get more in the future, the new year coming up. We'd like to get a lot of inspiration now that it's Elul now, it's Rosh Chodesh Elul today. We're sitting in the studio, it's tonight still Rosh Chodesh Elul, and we're going to hear the chauffeur for the first time tomorrow morning. Can the Rav give us that little spiritual push 
about how, for example, the music world and the ability to bring communities together through such diverse messages that someone like Westside Gravy is able to bring out. How does how does the Rav see that? I mean, you've been speaking together already for an hour before we started. How does the Rav see that unity is a possible path, especially with Rav Orish's teachings as well? Well, first of all, it was a pleasure sitting here and uh, speaking to Westside Gravy before we started. Incredible personality. Listen to his music. He's got a very, very strong message. I think that what you were speaking about going online and all the online broadcasts, I think that it also teaches us something about ourselves because through the online media, we're able to connect in ways that we didn't think. And in many ways, that is picturing our true essence and our true lives. Why? Because we always look at this materialistic world as being a body, being a form, being something physical. But we all know that as human beings, there's something so much more about us. There's something spiritual. For example, when a person, unfortunately, passes away, his body is still here. Something is missing. What is gone? Something spiritual. That spiritual thing is what connects us all together. We are all united through the spiritual connection. We as human beings, we as Jews, we have a connection. Many times we don't see this through, I think, the social media, through especially the internet. It's something that we can maybe even realize. It manifests in front of our eyes how this connection, this electronic connection, this modern connection is really picturing our true essence. We are all connected. We are all one. We're different. Now, in order, for example, to work the studio, you have to have here many different things. You have to have a chair. You have to have a table. You have to have a microphone. You have to have a camera. They're all different things, but they're all connecting together in harmony. All this diversity, all these different things are connecting in harmony to send one thing, and that is what we're broadcasting now. And that is actually the message of what the Rav has been speaking about. Abbas Yisrael, unity, love amongst us all. We are all really one. We are all connected. And that is the biggest message of Elul. Elul is a time of tshuva, repentance. What is the greatest tshuva that we've got to do? What is the greatest repentance that we have to do? The Rav has been speaking about this for the past three months. Our greatest sins, our greatest transgressions are not in how we relate to Hashem, but in how we relate to each other. Hashem is willing to forgive us if we behave towards Him in an improper manner. We've got to repent. He knows that we will eventually return. But the thing that angers Hashem more than anything is when we behave to our fellow Jews, to our fellow men, in an improper manner. And that is the biggest thing that we've got to do tshuva about. We need to unite. The world doesn't see us. For example, okay, let's take here Westside Gravy. We look different. We have a different background. But from the world's point of view, we're one. We're united. Jewish people it makes no difference. It's the same thing in the black community. In the black community, no one is going to differentiate whether you come from Africa, whether you come from America, whether you come from Jamaica. It makes no difference. You're united. And until we realize that we are united as one, and that's the way we need to treat each other as one body, as one unity, and to stop this hatred and to stop all this animosity between us. Unfortunately, things are going to deteriorate, and Elul is a time to stop. Take a pause. We want to go. We want to do tshuva. We want to repent. We want redemption. We want things to be right again. And in order for that, we need to unite. We need to stop hating. It's time to love. Amazing. Okay, so the question then comes to Westside Gravy. You know, we'd like to hear a little bit about the journey 
now that you seem to, are you living here like we'd like to know a bit more about that part of your process and how you've experienced the journey of unity from from San Diego and other parts of the US and now you're here in Oates as well and how that's been in terms of you know the identity that you have and how it's been accepted and just give us some inspiration on that he's, he's young but he's gone through a great journey yeah. already wow. yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah it's, it's been a great journey and it, it's hopefully going to continue to be it's like continuing this. it's continuing it's continuing yeah the journey's just right. begun <laughs> yeah so i mean i've been here uh for about the past year back and forth um obviously covid has made it a bit difficult to travel and i'm in the process of making aliyah uh so hopefully you know going to stay here for for the rest of my life that's my plan oh, as of now um and and for me it's also pursuing music at the same time and i guess sort of going to the question of like seeing the unity between the different places i've lived in the u.s compared to israel or in addition to israel not necessarily compared to um i think that i was like privileged to have moved around so much growing up because my dad was in the u.s navy i've been part of a lot of different types of jewish communities a lot of different types of communities in general uh, i was raised mostly in san diego california uh, and also part of military family communities there um and i think that for me one thing that has united like my jewish brothers and sisters um has been our love of israel this Ahavat israel also for loving the nation loving the people and also loving the land um and i think the fact that i've been able to finally come here and experience that firsthand see what is it like um actually in the land how are people like exacting that in reality has been uh, has been a blessing and i think that uh also, I try to portray that a little bit in my music because um, obviously I have songs like I talked about with 40 Acres and Yahoo that are empowering, but they're still dealing with these issues of fighting sort of external hatred. Um, and at the same time, I really like to, you know, showcase the entirety of humanity, the entirety of my human experience, um, because that's something that's that unites everyone. A lot of times when we're dealing with like bigotry or racism, you get groups who are marginalized and they're always put into this little box, even by people who say they want to help that community of the only thing that that the jewish community means um or like the the defining characteristic of the jewish community is the discrimination they face the defining characteristic of the black community is the anti-black racism they face and while both of those things have huge impacts and have had huge impacts on my own personal lived experience um there's more to it so when i'm making music i also like to show like yeah i carry all these identities with me maybe i'll throw some lyrics in hebrew i'll rap about being proud of my black excellence and my roots uh, and black American roots, you know, in Mississippi, um, even further, further back than that, as I mentioned in a couple of my songs in, in Africa, um, West Africa, I think that it's important to showcase, you know, that regular human experience that everyone has. Like, yeah, we deal with anti-Semitism and racism, but we also like to go to the beach. We also like to hang out with friends. We also like to celebrate holidays like everyone else does. Um, so for me, it's important to have a balance of that and to show, you know, for our people, first of all, like our communities to give them something to just enjoy. So every time they're listening to some Jewish music or, um, music dealing with black identity, it's not only like a reminder of racism. It's also a reminder of, yeah, we have the right to just be happy and live life like everyone else does. Um, and I tried to do that a little bit with my most recent song, Yo Termi Dai Kham, or Too Hot, uh, that I did with a rapper from Rishon Etzion, uh, Ben Lulu. And it's really just like a fun summer song. And like the vi music video we shot for it was like a fun and interesting take on like the division between American Jews and Israeli Jews. And we talked a little bit about this. I was really- There's a difference? <laughs> <laughs> that was our discussion before. Yeah. Like, you know. 
Did, didn't Rudy uh, Rochman come in the video? Yeah. I, think I remember seeing him there. Yeah, and he's in the video, but Hashem did he saw him. Like, yeah. really, uh, I know everyone in our community is we very happy We were praying for him that. here as well. We dedicated our last class to his freedom, and then we had the good news just shortly after, you know? It's amazing. Yeah. So Rudy Rochman's back, and so is his crew. They're back home in Israel, and hopefully they'll continue doing works of unity in the world, and it's amazing, and everyone's connected somehow, like Nissan Black as well, similar management. Oh, everyone has some connection to each other. It's amazing. Um, and Nissim himself is, you know, a student of the Rav. It, it would be interesting to see, like, you know, it, one day to, you, to do a collaboration, a song with him. But the question I have is, what made you want, agree to come to the class today, to join us with Rav Shonamorish? Morish? Well, I met his you. Message. I, I, I met you a couple of weeks ago here in Yerushalayim for coffee. We had a really good, long conversation. Yeah, I enjoyed it. About honestly, I don't even know exactly what I'd sum it into because I feel like yeah. we hit on so many different topics from like music and even that business, but also connecting that to um, the soul and to the idea of unity. And I feel like that's a message that the world needs right now. I think that um, you know I'm I'm come from a very diverse background, even in my family. Um, and it's always a process of connecting, connecting to my roots, and everyone has a different place where they're at in that process. And it's important to emphasize that unity and the fact that, yeah, like you have a place to go to, to ask questions and to figure out how you're going to connect with your heritage, your roots. Um, so for me, that's sort of my personal take and, and how I interpreted and connected that message wow. um, to what I'm doing. And I was very happy to come and, and join and talk about that. Amazing. So one of the things Rav Oresh has been pushing is the power of prayer. That we have to understand, obviously, we this is the Amuna class. The whole focus is on the Gan Amuna series. So we'd like to hear again from Rav Elgrod if you could just help us, because some of the questions we have are interesting, to say the least. Someone had a dream, and Rav Oresh was rectifying their soul. And, you know, there's pretty intense questions. How? What would the, the Rav say, like, as being a student of the Rav for many, many years, much more than most people have had the merit, how would how would the Rav guide us after all these years of hearing the Rav speak about prayer? How do we make it more part of our daily life in a real way that can help us come to, as the Rav explained before, better better connection to human people and more love and more connection? That's a good question. I'm gonna use I'm gonna use the Rav's words. Very nice. Smile. Smile. Oh <laughs> smile. Okay, all of you smile. Rabbi Natan, when he opens his book, Likutei Alachot, he brings a beautiful concept, which is a concept that actually, it, it describes what we are all doing here today. The world is full of darkness. We can't ignore that. There is darkness. But Rabbi Natan says that in order to banish away the darkness, you just need to light a small light. Me'at min ha'or A little bit of light repels darkness. Now, our job is to light a little bit of light. Now, if you light a little bit of light, and you light, and you light, and we all light it together, it's going to become a lot of light. And then not only will darkness be repelled, darkness will be abolished. Now, that is our job. That is what we're trying to do here. That is the whole concept of unity through diversity, of harmony through diversity. And that is the power of prayer. For so many years, for decades, for eons, people have been speaking about what to do, how to connect us. The United Nations were created after Second World War. What happened? Did things really change around the world? Not really. We are still witnessing wars. We're witnessing holocausts. We're witnessing nations 
being eradicated by their neighbors, by their friends. We just need to example what happened years ago in Rwanda between the two tribes who were massacring each other. Things have not changed, and the question is why. We all realize that these are negative things. We don't want to live in a dark place. And yet, all we're trying to do, it is not really helping. And why is that? That is what the Rav is constantly saying. The Rav is constantly saying, we as humans, we are constantly in this constant battle between our spiritual part, which wants to connect to Hashem, wants to connect to the creator of the world, and our physical part, which is connected to our dark side, to our negative traits, to jealousy, to honor, to pride, to the desire to conquer someone else. The only way for us to be able to defeat that is to connect more to our spiritual side. The only thing that we can really do that can really make an effect is becoming more spiritual people. Now, how do we do that? That is prayer. By us praying, we are connecting to Hashem. We are clarifying our thoughts. We are also taking our bodies, taking our physical parts and cleansing them, becoming more spiritual. We're lighting another light bulb, another light bulb, more light, more prayer, more prayer. And that is the only thing that can really help. Because if you look, take a look at history, so many things were done through the decades, nothing really ever helped. So let's try something else. Let's try the only thing that really does help, that really does have a true meaning. And that is praying, connecting to our spiritual selves and connecting to the creator of the world, lighting up the world and having an umbrella of prayer that will be able to unite us and connect us all. Wow, yeah, the concept of united in prayer. One of the visions that I had personally was growing up and that helps motivate me for the unity process that we're trying to build in this these classes is the idea of when I went to concerts and then like Live Aid was a, an event run by my family and Bob Geldof and other famous people and seeing the thousands, maybe even millions, they said it was the largest uh, streamed event in history at that time and it's in the Guinness Book of Records, etc. But having that feeling and power of unity through music. So that's something which I grew up as a child, see, witnessing and experiencing. So the interesting thing is to transfer the power of music that is a bridge between physical and spiritual, but to bring it together with prayer. Because like, I've seen, obviously, we've had a lot of musical guests and the Rav very much encourages music as part of our Muna class. So how the question to the Rav and to our guest, to Westside Gravy, how does music feature as well with the prayer? How can we make our prayer service more alive, and more energized, so we feel it more? Well, I'd like to take the first question. I'd like to, yeah. I'd like to hear the first answer. Yeah. It says in the Holy Books that the Hall of Music is right next to the Hall of Truth, next to the Hall of Repentance. Music is a bridge, is a pathway between uh, the physical realm and the spiritual realm. Many times I tell people who come and tell me that they find it difficult to pray. I say to them, okay, then sing. When you go to do your exploitants, when you pray to Hashem, sing. You know, most people say that they find it much easier to sing to Hashem than to speak to Hashem. Because prayer, when it is connected to music, it is on a much higher spiritual level. That's why we take such an importance in turning all our prayers into music, into tunes. These are also things that children remember. Music is an incredible pathway between the heavenly realm and between this materialistic physical realm. Use it. 
take the music. You want to pray to Hashem? I do it many times. I tell people who are musically talented. Unfortunately, when I was young, my parents tried to, they sent me to, to, to learn how to play the piano. I really feel sorry for my piano teacher, but uh, <laughs> I didn't give her lots of nachas. She wasn't that happy with me. I was not a very good student. Obviously, I can't, my father's very gifted. My father can play seven or eight musical instruments simply by hearing them. Very gifted. It didn't pass on to us. But many times when I do my sporadus, I find it easier to sing to Hashem than to speak to Hashem. Music is an incredible, incredible tool. Use it. Connect to prayer through music. Okay, so what does West Side Gravy say? So I think, uh, you know, growing up, like I listened to a lot of different types of music, and that's what it has, a lot of those sounds have influenced me. Even though I make hip hop, I try to incorporate that, especially in the instrumentation and the beats. And I think that that idea of having music as like something that's like within the spiritual realm it's right there right next to it as you mentioned um it's definitely something that resonates with me um and i think back about having moved around to so many different places being parts of so many different jewish communities growing up and there's always a feeling of when i hear like a melody for a prayer that's the same one that i heard when i was a little kid and it connects me to that time and where i was spiritually in that moment i think that there's something special about it and i personally and it's funny because it's it's a melody it's like i don't I can read music. I need to have, like learn again because I also I played trumpet, um, and I was all right. But it's not something that I continued with. Um, but it's like you can't even necessarily define a melody. Um, you can fit it into you know musical notes. But for a lot of us, it's like something that we hear and we replicate. It's not necessarily like we're reading off of, off of sheet music while we're praying. It's something that you recognize, and I think that that's powerful because something that can't even be put into specific words for most of us. Um, or symbols is still speaking to the spirit in that same way and I think more so you can hear when a person is singing from his heart mm -hmm. correct I'm yeah. sure that even in your music when you do music you have songs that you're connected to and that when you sing them you're singing them with your heart your mouth is merely uh, your mouth is merely the vessel to, to resonate what your heart is saying to you but there are there's, there's music that you don't connect to and you just you sing it with your mouth and you can feel it you can feel when a person sings whether he's really connected to what he sings or not yeah and there's even songs like that i've started writing start recording them and it just is not right the it doesn't connect right. it doesn't connect no. so i have to wait a little bit i'll go revisit it and then when i'm really feeling it i'll, I'll say yeah this is this is what i want to what i want to do and, I, and you can hear the difference i can hear the difference i've heard other people say oh like you're just rapping. It sounds, you know, like I'm, it's such, so like such minuscule differences. But I think that it's important when you have like someone who's actually connecting to what they say. So one of the uh, things we're just going to change the subjects a little bit, but it's totally connected to the fact that we're Rosh Chodesh Elul, and thank God we have our some of our team in the studio reminding me that are you getting ready? This is the big poster that's going to go up soon for the great day of judgment. This is what Rosh Hashanah is known as Yom Adin. You know, uh, different ways to refer the special day that's approaching and less than 30 days already. The pigeon nefesh. This is the questions we've had many times in our class about how do we do pigeon nefesh with the Rav. So it has the power to atone for every transgression and save you from every single misfortune. Rabbi Shalom Oish, perform a redemption of the soul, especially on your behalf. So this is the opportunity to ensure yourself the best defense attorney for the great day of judgment. So this personally, like I'm reading this, I don't relate so much to this, I'll be honest. You know, I, maybe it's my lackings of Vemunah, Sechomim or whatever. But I, I'll be honest, I'll be straight, I'll be transparent. I like to be real and You'll be accurate. Accurate. <laughs> that 
I, I didn't, you know, grow up uh, Breslov and I didn't grow up uh, part of the idea of pigeon and nefesh is for me a very high thing. I do, thank God, have a Rebbe that I give tzedakah to before the Yom Tov and I do it on some level, the concept of pigeon and nefesh. Um, but the idea of like having this in such a clear way, the way Rav Oresh and his students are bringing down, having a defense attorney, someone to protect us, someone to help us. Can, can the Rav explain it a bit more? And how does how can it help someone who's, say, for example, West Side of the Graveyard, I don't know if you've ever given a pigeon their fish, but the idea of someone who's never had any connection to it, how would you explain it? Because I'm sure you had a time also, um, we've heard from the Rav here a bit about your own journey to Rav Oresh, how you develop that kind of connection. It would just help us understand it more. Okay, let's explain something about the concept of Pidyon Nefesh. Pidyon Nefesh works on two different realms. The first realm, in ancient times, for example, in England, this was a very common thing. Every single prince had what was called the whipping boy. Do you know the concept? Right. What was a whipping boy? When a prince does something bad, you can't really do anything to him. You can't punish him. You can't punish the person who's going to be the next monarch of a country. So they made sure that he had a good friend, someone he was very close to, and they were on a wonderful relationship, but whenever the prince did something bad, his friend, who was the whipping boy, he was whipped, he was punished. And the prince had to see, and he had to watch, and he had to see his good friend being punished instead of him. And that caused him to realize that every single time that he does something wrong, someone else is going to be punished. Now, that same concept, which is in a more ancient concept, is the concept of a korban. We know that according to the Jewish Torah, we, in certain situations, when we sin, when we transgress, we are supposed to bring a sacrifice, an animal that is sacrificed on the altar and is sacrificed to Hashem. Now, our sages tell us that we are supposed to look as this animal is sacrificed and to think, really, it should have been me on the altar there. I sinned to the creator of the world. I transgressed. It should have been me who should have been sacrificed it should have been me who should have gone through all this process that the animal is going through. And this is just giving me an example. It is a parable to what I should have gone through. And it allows me to reflect remorse. It allows me to do tshuva and to repent for what I did. So the first concept of Pidyon Nefesh is by me giving a certain amount of money, I am substituting the punishment that I should have gotten through a certain amount of money that is transformed into something good similar to what happened with the whipping boy, similar to what happened with the sacrifice. That is one concept. The second concept of a pidyon nefesh is, in order for me to be able to repent properly, I am a very limited person. I'm a very small person with a limited mindset. I need the help of someone great. We know that whenever we have problems and troubles in our lives, we always, we always go to people who are greater than us. We'll go to the greater doctor. We'll go to the greater engineer. If we have problems with our car, we'll go to the greater mechanic. In the Jewish religion, we have a concept called a tzaddik, a righteous person, a person who has worked on himself, who is much more connected to Hashem than us. And when he prays for us, it's much more powerful than when we pray for ourselves. Okay, but I've got to connect to him. How do I connect to him? I can ask him, Rabbi, please pray for me, but how do I do it? The best way to connect to him is what's called the pidyon nefesh. I give him a certain amount of money. Now, it makes no difference what amount of money. You give him a certain amount of money, and by you giving him an amount of money, it's as if you're renting. It's as if you are leasing his abilities, his connection to Hashem. You're actually hiring him to help you pray for Hashem. Through the money, a connection is made between you and the tzaddik. 
And the tzaddik through that. Now, what does the tzaddik do with the money? He doesn't pocket it. Don't worry. <laughs> he doesn't go and buy himself a Ferrari. I promise you. That's not what they do. He will give it to people who are in need. He will give it in order to write more books, to distribute more muna. That is what a tzaddik does. But through you giving a pigyon nefesh, you are connecting to the tzaddik. So when the tzaddik prays, there's a connection between you and him, and he is able to elevate your prayers to help you repent in a better way. Wow. That was really helpful. Now, the question of, in terms of the experience, like coming up to Rosh Hashanah, why is that such a time where we need to like be involved more in this? I understand from the Pashas Re'e, there's mentions of charity and Akev, Pashas Akev as well, and the Rosh Tevis of Elul, Sadaka, Tialanu Lashem, or it's the Rosh Tevis or the Surah Hashem. There's different Ramazim of how this time is a time of charity. You know, we'd say in, uh, in on Rosh Hashanah prayers, you know, rip up all the gazeras, all the decrees in the merit of our tshuva and our, our fasting and our charity. But what what is it about specifically pigeon and effish that we should do before Yom Tov, before this time where our year is decided? How can we understand it in the time that we're in? Okay, let's for example take, I'm going to take West Side Gravy as an example. Yeah. We all have days of judgment through our lives. You'll have the days where the public is going to judge your songs. You'll have days where you yourself are going to be contemplating, did I do something right? Did I do something wrong? What the Jewish religion allows us to do is we have one day which is dedicated to judgment, which is actually self-introspection. And that is what's called Rosh Hashanah. Are we stepping on the right path? This is what's called tshuva. We have a whole month dedicated to rethink our patterns, to rethink our path. Are we going on the correct path? Did what we do this year, was it the appropriate thing? I can say about myself, not really. <laughs> I mean, we're, we're being accurate in this program. There are many things that I did this year that I should have done in a better way. I should have been more accurate. I should have been stronger in what I'm doing. I should have been more concentrated, and I didn't do it. And now I have a time to contemplate about it, to repent, to pray to Hashem and to say to Him, Hashem, I'm sorry. I wanted, but I failed. I want to do tshuva. I want to restart again. Unfortunately, since I am a very simple and mundane person, I'm unable to do this on myself. Now, many people ask, where do we learn this from? Where do we learn that we need a tzaddik from? If we look at the whole story of the Torah, the Torah was mostly given to us by Hashem through who? Through the tzaddik, through Moshe Rabbeinu. Am Yisrael, out of the 613 commandments, only heard two. Hashem, only, I only heard two things from him. The Midrash tells us that every single time that Am Yisrael heard Hashem's words, they died. And the angels had to come and revive them. And the Torah tells us, in Pashas Mishpotim, and in Pashas Kitisa, came Am Yisrael to Moshe Rabbeinu and said to him, Listen, Please, you speak to us. We want to hear it from you. We can't hear it anymore from Hashem. We're dying. We, we've died twice. Enough is enough. We can't cope with it. 611 commandments were given to us from Hashem through Moshe Rabbeinu, through the Tzaddik. The whole giving of the Torah, the whole way that we accepted the Torah, was through this mediator called the Tzaddik. And it works in both ways. Just like we got the Torah through the Tzaddik, we are also repenting through the help of the tzaddik. We've got to do our own work, but we have also, we need his help. We cannot do it on our own. When Obama was running for president, his campaign was, yes, we can. Am I right? Well, 
we need to know that according to Jewish religion, our campaign is completely different. Do you know what our slogan is? No, we can't. We can't do it on our own. The Gemara tells us in Tractate Kiddushin, page 32nd side, we are unable to defeat the dark side on our own. We need the help of Hashem. You can't do it on your own. We need the help of someone else. We need the help of Hashem. We need the help of a tzaddik. So part of our repentance is connecting to a tzaddik. And if you're not connected to a tzaddik, time to connect. I'd suggest with Arush. Oh, yes. See, I just started speaking about the tzaddik, and there it went. First time this ever happened. First time. That was good. Raki tchalti ledaber al itchaber la tzaddik la rav arush. Okay, so we're just ending off the last uh, few minutes of the audio because unfortunately there was a what they call in Israel It's not unfortunate. Yes, it's all meant to be. Yes. First time it's ever happened. It has been happening a lot in the area. The electricity's gone down over Shabbat a few times. It affected our mazgan and this and that. Some people I know were sitting in darkness eating their Shabbat meals, which is not ideal, other than the candles they had lit. So since we're still lit, we're still lit up, and uh, we're just going to end off and say the idea of pigeon and effish, we definitely recommend. Our God was beautifully explaining it, you know, redeeming the soul, getting ready for Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur, Sukkot, a new year. And we thank again Westside Grave for coming special. We really recommend his, his uh, latest releases, for me personally, Ode is an amazing track, which we recommend you checking it out online. And uh, please, God, all his, all his contacts, you follow him on Spotify. And we hope to host him again with the full studio in full function with Ravorish as well. And this is just a, hopefully just an introduction to what we're going to do in the future, that things are going to grow and things are going to be smooth. So just would you like to say a last words, Ravel God and Westside Gravy? Well, I'm going to say something and then I'm going to let Westside Gravy end. You can tell about a person through difficult situations, through situations that are a bit tense. I want to tell you, I have been sitting here with Westside Gravy for the past two hours. We've been waiting for one hour. We've had a power cut and the smile has not left his face. He didn't get angry. He didn't get uptight. I want to tell you something. I was amazed. That is incredible. It was lovely meeting you. It was great to meet you. Thank wow. you so much for having me. I'm really happy I was able to be here with uh, with both of you. Um, and yeah, it's, it's been a great time, so I'd have no reason to, to not smile. Very good. Wonderful. Amazing, amazing. So the lights went on for one second. Let's see if we can get one picture of everyone, all three of us together and I, and, in the and studio. I, and, I, and I think this is what's called harmony. Harmony. Through diversity. Through diversity, where real challenges take place. Let's see, will the lighting come on? I don't know. Oh, man. Let's see if the flash will come on. No, now it's turning into video. Let's see. How do I get it right way around? No, that's the wrong way. There we go. Still not doing a flash. Oh, well. We'll just say goodbye to everyone. Goodbye. We tried. To the, it's us in the, the black picture. Class. Then. Yes. <laughs> it's unity and diversity and darkness. And yeah, darkness. We have to bring a little bit of light. We have to bring some job. light. We'll get it lit up. We'll share this onwards, and please go, we'll get this. Whatever content we manage to record, we'll get it up. And we thank you. It is live on IGTV, on Midnight Rabbi Inspires, that match we did video, thank God. And uh, we'll hopefully get the full video somehow from the video files here. will be up hopefully by tonight. If not, it will be at some point in the week. Thank you again. Amen. See you again, Muna Class 46, on Elo, Love, and Uman Rosh Hashanah.
quite like I can I make the beats and the rhymes, I don't need no bend You don't wanna battle me no more, you'll make no gains You must have it twisted up like my gold rope chain I've never understood what they hate me for I live with that, but I can't live without my radio Sprinting laps around these rappers, MCs Wanna catch me, wanna change the scenery I'm going back to Cali Here is something you can't understand How I built up my brand so fast Enemigo conspiraba, pero nunca me asusto Not scared of one little, two little, three little putos Who clearly ain't down Little do they know what go around, come around I ain't going out like that Who you fooling? If you want it with me, you must be having illusions If you want beef Bring the ruckus Westside gravy ain't the one to fuck with The 36 chambers that I came up from Gave me generational flow to know what's up, son Now I'm trying to count my stacks real tall All about the cream Dollar, dollar bill, y'all Kill a ill beat Then I look up at the sky Cause it's always the good ones that have to die Then come back reincarnated Face my fears all through the years Way too many tears blessed And my inspiration's still alive My ambition's not denied I demand you pay attention When I'm spitting all lies on the G I got plans for war You saying Hail Mary Cause it's your last resort So duck from the heat Unless you wanna see something unique Then you can come with me Imagine all the Hebrews going dumb You ain't gotta imagine, I'll make it happen Cause I'm one of them, I can see through a mark The definition of what transparent is Like my center shades, tilted downwards, looking like a library I grew up listening to OGs, running a game My feet don't stop, I'll make these haters fall back Like after the item equinox I'm the trilingual tycoon Just in case you didn't know me, man I'm kicking slaps from California All the way out to the Holy Land Cause I'm a proud part of the diaspora Tony Gwynn, how I'm making hits Homie, batter up, my music be slapping My influences are outlasting All that whackness, trying to hold a brother back from his advance Mix the hype with the drill, a little G-Funk too And that's the recipe for Westside Gravy, fool